And normally the Monday podcast starts at 11 a.m. And uh, today I'm live and starting early so that I have time to edit this and upload it to my podcast on all the other channels that is audio only. So normally I interview people or I play an interview someone else did of me on Mondays, Thursdays is when I go live with the weekly meditation. But today I had my guest speaker reschedule at the last minute. <laughs> so I thought, well, I'll give you a little talk. Um, I have been teaching metaphysical science and meditation literally decades. And um, one of the things that I teach are called the four initiations. There's actually seven. I have only taught four in my classes because, well, number one, most people haven't mastered the first four, so why worry about the rest? And two, a lot of people aren't interested in the last three. The last three have to do more with advanced spiritual development, ascension, things like that. There's a lot of misinformation about those last three initiations. Um, I once heard someone say, oh, join our class and be one of the 144,000 to ascend. That person obviously didn't understand the meaning of 144 and the fact that we all have the opportunity to ascend, not just special people. And no one external from you can help you ascend. It's an internal process that you have to work on yourself. So what I teach people or help people to understand is how to work on that internal process. And you do that through working on the initiations. And one of the most important tools in the toolkit for doing that is meditation, which is why I focus on meditation. However, a number of my students and other people who know what I teach have been saying, well, I want to know what the last three are, because I readily explain first four today especially the people I work with coaches what have you are well on their way to mastering those first four and they're out there helping everyone else try and master those first four so you hear about shiny object and self-care and all the stuff that people are coaches for and basically what they're doing is helping you through those first four initiations so I thought I would just briefly go through what are all seven initiations and it doesn't matter what religion you believe in it doesn't matter what philosophy you have you can even be an atheist you still go through these transitions now you might not believe in past lives and you might not believe uh, in ascension and you might not believe in life after death and that's okay it doesn't really matter what you believe because you incarnated as a soul to accomplish certain lessons because this isn't who we are this is a training ground we're in like an ai matrix being trained and you have free will in this matrix unfortunately because of some traps we fell into that were out of our control we don't remember our past lives we don't remember a lot of things and we've been lied to about a lot of things but i'm not going to go into all that but that's why there's so many different belief systems and we're actually not all on the same page. Um, 
So let's talk about the initiations and every belief system, even Ho'oponopono, um, all has the concept of the first four initiation. A lot of people believe there's only four elements. And so they talk about earth, air, fire, water, earth, air, fire, water. Yeah, those are the four. There's actually a fifth. And that's because people aren't ready to go to those higher levels where the fifth holds the first four together. There really are five elements. And as we learn, as we get older, there's more than five. Um, but I'm digressing. So let's get back to the seven initiations. I'm going to call them initiations in other uh, belief systems. They don't call them initiations. So that's okay if you have another name for them. But they exist in all the spiritual traditions and some non-spiritual traditions as well. Um, so the first initiation is associated with the first chakra. And each initiation is associated with each of the seven chakras. So the first one we could say is the physical body. In um, Taoism and Tibetan Buddhism, they call this um, discernment. So this is learning who you are, how to take care of yourself. If you're an atheist, you may have studied Maslow's pyramid. And what's at the base of the pyramid? Security, safety. That's the first initiation. That's the first chakra. And that's what that's about. It's your physical body. It's your vessel. And for some belief system, they say, do not ever desecrate the vessel because this is the temple of the divine, the temple of God, the temple of spirit, whatever you want to call it in your belief system. So this is why some people say piercings and tattoos and other bodily mutilations people do today. I'll let you figure out what I'm talking about is actually against this first initiation, that you should be taking care of your body, eating healthy, exercising properly, having the right thoughts, the right emotions, the right whatever you need to do to be healthy. That's the first initiation. And we should learn that as small children. Unfortunately, today, I have met many people who uh, they've mastered the fourth initiation, and they still have no discernment. They still do the same silly mistakes over and over and over again. So it's not a destination. It's a process. And it's a process that spirals. So we go around and around, up, up, up. And each of those initiations, we're at a different level. And let's say we learn some discernment, and then we go to the next initiation, and we learn that one. Then we have to go back and relearn discernment based on this new information that we just learned. So we kind of go up and down spirals within spirals as we're developing. So let's go to the next initiation. So in some traditions, this would be called your etheric body or the etheric level. And this is where we learn unconditional love. And this is where we learn about subtle energies that flow through the body. So this is where we learn about chi, prana, ki. Um, there's various other names in different traditions. This is the importance of spiritual growth. This is where we learn this. 
Um, and it has such practices as yoga, tai chi, energy work like Reiki or whatever. There's so many energy systems. I don't know why people are stuck on Reiki. Um, but it's to help you balance and cultivate your energies. So in, in Chinese tradition, you've got three levels. You've got heaven, human, and um, earth. And you'll understand that more when you look at how the body is developed in the chakra. So you have five, six, seven, and one, two, three. So that would be the upper and the lower with the heart in the middle. So everything is in threes, the trinity. Um, everything is in threes. You may have noticed that. Um, then the next level is the emotional body. And the emotional body is about cultivating positive emotional qualities. This is the third chakra. This is the chakra where we get hung up on attachments. Remember, the third chakra is about manifesting in the world. How much money do we have? Our attachment to um, the external part of the world. And this is the ego. It's called death of the ego. And excuse me, if you're listening to this, you have probably gone through a death of the ego at least once. You go through it many, many times. And the first time you go through it, it might be a bit disconcerting because you think, well, am I going to die? You, you really think you're going to die. You die in your dreams. You're having these really weird dreams. It's quite a process to go through. And you go through it many times. Well, most of us have gone through it many times. If, if you may have gone through it and not noticed it, or you went through it and you didn't know what was happening. But this is the emotional body. This is the third chakra. And this is where we learn compassion and love, forgiveness, kindness. And we begin practices such as meditation, mindfulness, journaling. And it helps you to develop those qualities. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what's wrong with my voice. I'm going to have a bit of water here. Okay, I'm going to mute for a second. Okay, hopefully my voice will come back. Um, I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's just too early in the morning for me. <laughs> okay, so the fourth initiation. So these three, these four are called the lower initiations. And they're the ones that most of you are probably most familiar with and the ones that I teach, because they're the ones that we need to focus most of our energy on developing. <clears throat> My voice is going again. So the fourth initiation is the mental body, and it's at the heart level. This is the fourth chakra. And this is where we develop mental clarity and wisdom. So we have to develop a heart-mind connection. So if you're just in the heart, you're constantly giving without any discernment. And if you're just in the head, where's your compassion? So you have to develop this heart-mind connection and developing wisdom. So that's why sometimes you'll hear people say, just because someone has a PhD doesn't mean they're smart. Right, because smart means you learn something. It doesn't mean you understand it, and it doesn't make you wise. Some of the wisest people I've ever met had no college degrees at all. There's one guy I worked with. I was a, a software engineer at Tandem Computers for a few years, very long time ago. And this guy that I worked with had zero college degrees. He was a software engineer. 
He had no college degrees, and he's one of the smartest people that worked there. <laughs> so just because you do or don't have a degree has nothing to do with smarts, and it has nothing to do with wisdom. Wisdom is an inner knowing. It comes through you and out. And this is where it's developed, is at the fourth chakra level. And this is when discernment is so important and it really begins to develop. So that first chakra energy really develops when you've connected your lower chakras to the heart and your upper chakras to the heart. And you do this through meditation, contemplation, prayer, studying spiritual texts, um, and just general spiritual growth. Practicing your faith, you learn at this level to trust in divine. Some people don't like that word. They think it's religious. To me, divine is not religious at all. Um, but whatever you word you want to use in place of divine. So it's learning to trust that inner voice, that higher sense, and you cultivate mental clarity and peace of mind. And I remember when my values changed. I had never really thought about values <clears throat> until I took a train the trainer course in, at uh, university. And we were asked, what were our values? And I went, I never thought about what are my values. Christmas was decades, many, many decades ago. <laughs> and I, I had never sat down and figured out what my values were. And we had a list of, I don't know, about 100 or so. And we were supposed to pick 10. And then we were broke out into subgroups and we were supposed to share our top 10 values with the other person. And it was interesting to me how radically different my values were from this other person. And then we got together as the whole class and we, what is your top three values? Each of us shared our top three values. And what I found really interesting from my perspective is that peace of mind or inner peace or however you want to express that wasn't even on my list. It didn't even occur to me to manage what's going on inside. It, it just wasn't even on my radar. Um, so one of the things I encourage people to do is find out what your values are. Um, because the number one source or cause or foundation or base of conflict between people is the difference in values. So when you understand what are your values and you associate with other people with similar values, for example, if you think being a liar is okay and another person thinks being a liar is not okay, you're not going to do very well together unless you can accept the fact that this other person lies all the time and you know you just have to look behind what they're saying or you know that this person is always going to tell you the truth and not get upset when you ask them a question and they tell you the truth um when i was a kid my mother came to me and at the time i think it was in, i was either a senior in high school or junior in college and she's wearing this, so she was, you know, 23, she was almost 50. She was in her late 40s. So she's a mature woman. And she's wearing a checkered 
pink and white dress. And the style and the look of it was something that a 10 year old would wear. And she was wearing bright red lipstick with this pink dress. And she comes to me and she says, how do I look? Well, I never learned any people skills as a kid <laughs> to learn them as an adult. So I looked at her and I was shocked because here's this adult woman looking like a kid with lipstick that didn't match. And I said, well, exactly that. <laughs> the dress is not flattering. It looks like you're a kid trying to look younger. And then you've got red lipstick that doesn't match because I was, I'm blunt and direct. If you don't like blunt and direct, you don't want to ask me a question. Now I have learned as an adult to use a little finesse, a word that I learned much later in corporate America when someone said, Beverly, finesse the person. And I went, finesse, what's that? So we all have to learn. <laughs> and I'm an honest person. So my brother is a Pisces. Guess what? Pisces will do anything to avoid a conflict. So they're not going to tell you the truth. So you have to know that. I know my brother is, and I'm not talking out of school here, because I asked him once, do you lie? And he says, oh, yeah, all the time. And I don't know why. And then I looked into, well, he's a Pisces, and that's what they do. So you have to understand this about people. And if you don't, you're going to get angry. If, someone, if you ask someone an opinion, and they give you a direct answer, and you get mad, that means you're not ready for people being direct and honest with you. People who are direct and honest with you just gave you a gift. But they usually really irritate the crap out of people, because people don't want the truth. They want you to tell them what they want to hear, <clears throat> not the truth. So these are things that you learn at this level. So let's go on. Now, those are the lower initiations. And that's what we all focus on learning, especially the first 40 years of our life. But there comes a point, usually sometime around in our 40s. Some people call it a midlife crisis. Some people go through it in their 50s. At some point, you will go through it, and you're now going to be ready to, to learn a little bit more because you've learned enough discernment. You've learned how to communicate with people. You learned you can't always lie because people see through the lie, and you learned you can't always be too direct because that's not what people want. <laughs> they just want some encouragement, maybe. So then you're ready for the, the top three initiations. So number six, the throat initiation, is the initiation of the monad. Now, some of you may or may not with, know what the monad, but it's actually like the chakra above your head. This is where your soul resides. And so this is recognizing the ultimate reality of the universe as divine or where you begin your spiritual growth. This is when I almost died. I went through um, horrific experiences starting in my late 30s and early 40s, almost died. I've ended up having five near-death experiences because I was off my path. If you're off your path, you're going to get your butt kicked. Is there free will? Yes, but your soul is the one with the free will, and your soul is the one that created your purpose. And you can call your soul whatever you want. Different traditions have different names, but I'm just going to use the word soul. So this is when mysticism and ritual and deeper contemplation comes into 
what you do and how you understand things. For example, people may do yoga for the first chakra. They're doing it for the exercise, which means they've missed the purpose of yoga. Exercise is just a part. Same with Tai Chi, same with Qigong and all the other purposes. The physical aspect is just the first level. There are much higher levels that are intended to be learned with those practices. <clears throat> and this is when you begin to understand it when you move above the heart chakra. The sixth initiation is the logos. And this is um, the Ajna center. It's between the eyebrows and above the eyebrows. So sometimes people put a dot here. That is not, that's called yin tong. That's a different point. The Ajna center is actually up here. And if you go into the brain, you get to the pineal gland, which is called a third eye. Some people believed we used to have physical third eye. Um, and when we're born, the the little center, I forgot the name of it. Anyway, there, there's a hole in top of the head. There's skin over it, but the bone isn't there. So the bone, the head, uh, cranial bones can collapse so that the baby can fit through mama's canal to be born. And it eventually closes up in most people. but light shines through. So you're getting divine light directly into that pineal gland. And then it closes. Then we start disconnecting from the divine. I call it the divine, whatever you want to call it, the source, the ultimate creator, God, whatever term you want to use. And we differentiate ourselves and we disconnect so directly and we become an individual here. We still have that spark within us, but it's up to us to reconnect with that spark. So this is called the logos. So there's a solar logos, there's a, a galaxy logos. So this is like the soul of the solar system, the soul of the galaxy, and then the soul of the divine. And when you reached this level, you're now at peace and in harmony. You understand spiritual growth and its importance. You're, you now are service to others instead of just service to self. And you understand that there are people who are service to self only. And there are people who are service to others only. But you've learned to balance the two. This is called, a lot of people call it self-love, because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. So you have to do some service to self so that you're in a good place. Then you take the energy you've created and the balance and the peace and the calmness here to help others. And this is the sixth initiation. So the seventh initiation Okay, I must have missed one. I miscounted. That was the seventh initiation. So that's, <laughs> that do. <laughs> so uh, the first initiation is the physical body. The second is the etheric body. The third is the emotional body. The fourth is the mental body. The fifth is the soul. Oh, that's what I did. I skipped the soul. So this is recognizing your connection to the divine. 
Now, a lot of people think, oh, I'm God. I even have a friend. She says, I'm God. No, you're not God. You are part of the whole. We are part and parcel of the whole. So look up part and parcel if you don't know what that means. So it's like if you if you go to the ocean, there's all kinds of water. And if you took a thimble and you scooped out a thimble full of water, it's not the ocean. It's part of the, it was part of the ocean, but it's not the ocean. And if you put it back into the ocean, it becomes one with the ocean again, and you can no longer differentiate it. It's just out there in the ocean. But you could take another thimble out. Now you have another thimble of ocean, but it's not the ocean anymore, but it's part and parcel of the ocean. So that gives you an idea of what we are. We have that spark within us. We're a thimble of the divine, but we are not the entire divine. We're just part of it, a differentiated part. And we continue on that journey as long as we keep developing. And we can be taken off that journey. You can actually lose your soul and be completely re-integrated um, back into source. Remember that source created everything, divine, source, creator, whatever you want to call it. It created the light and the dark because you can't have light without dark. You have to have dark first in order to have light. You have to have sadness to appreciate happiness. There, there is a balance, the yin and the yang, the light and the dark. Remember, the feminine aspect is the dark. The masculine aspect is the light. Now, in the Bible, it says they created the light first. But then there's the old question, if you study science, what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> so I will let you ponder that. So that was number six. Uh, I'm sorry. That was number five. Number six was the monad, and that was the ultimate reality. And then number seven was the logos. And that's the logos is when you remerge back with the divine, the logos, either at the solar level or the galactic level or at the universe level. And um, so that's all seven. So if you study um, theosophy, They'll call it uh, birth, baptism, transfiguration, the great renunciation, revelation of the soul, the one initiator, and then the great initiation. And uh, and I think I have the Ho'opono here somewhere. Ho'opono focuses on the first four well, if you study Hermes, uh, the Her I'm not going to go into all of it. It's too much. But in the Hermetic tradition, uh, the first initiation is as above, so below. Um, so there, it's it's in all of these traditions. In Ho'oponopono, I only found the first four. And so in some of the traditions, they focus only on the first four and or called the lesser. Uh, if you read the Alice Bailey books, um, I have one here. I have lots of books around me. So this is um, this is one of the Alice Bailey books. This is the rays and the initiations. So it talks about the seven rays of God, which you hear me talking about sometimes. And then this is the initiations. So they talk about discernment is one. Unconditional love is number two. Death of the ego is number three. Um, oh, so here's my Ho'oponopono note. So discernment in Ho'oponopono is called victimhood. 
unconditional love in Ho'oponopono is called empowerment. Death of the ego in Ho'oponopono is called surrender. Dweller on the threshold in Ho'oponopono is awaken the or the fourth chakra. Um, and then the fifth chakra was connecting to source and staying connected. Um, the first time I did that, <laughs> I was exhausted. It takes a lot of work to be in the moment 24-7 and staying connected. But once you start doing that, it becomes easier. And eventually that's energizing and empowering. So that's the fifth initiation when you can connect to source and stay connected, stay in the moment 24-7. Then the sixth initiation is beginning to understand the all in all. And the all in all is, is a term used in the Bible. Um, and this is the initiation into the monad that I talked about earlier. And this is when you start looking at people and you see yourself. I look in the mirror and somebody, sometimes I see my brother or I see other people or I look at other people and I see me. Um, I will never forget the first time I was looking at a lion and all of a sudden I saw a human. So eventually, whatever you look at, you see basically yourself. You see that we are, you see the notion we are all one and what that means. And that happens at the sixth initiation. And then the seventh, which few of us reach, this is in Buddhism, this would be the Buddhaic level. This is Brahma. This is um, you, uh, conscious consciousness, universal consciousness. Uh, there's many terms for it depending on your belief system. And this is the seventh chakra. And this is when you're on the wheel of Dharma. You let go of free will as you no longer need free will because you're now on your soul path. And there's very few of us who are walking the earth who are totally fulfilled all seven of those initiations. Most people, once they reach it, they ascend. That's what ascension is. Um, so that's our goals is to accomplish all four of those, uh, oh, all, well, the first four so that we're ready for the, the last three. How many people are interested in where do people come from? Why are we born? What's our soul purpose? Where do souls go after we die? Do we even have a soul? In my early years, I didn't believe in the soul. I didn't even believe in God. Um, I was a total atheist and convinced I was an atheist because I, I read the Bible as a book and realized uh, as a kid, I read it and I, I took it literal. You can't take the Bible literal. It's not literal. It's, it's a figurative teaching. It's an analogy. And there's some really cool stuff hidden in there. But as a kid, I felt lied to because of the religion I was born into and nobody practiced it a religion practice it if you have a belief system believe it because all of them teach the same thing this the first time i studied the kabbalah the rabbi said it's better to dig one deep hole than many shallow holes and what he was saying is whatever you believe you incarnated into that belief system and that culture it gives you something that you need on your journey now, it might be you were supposed to change, like I met a woman who was raised Catholic, and then she married an imam and became uh, a Muslim. 
well, that's fine. That's part of her soul journey. So you may change religions. That's okay too. But whatever your belief system is, they all teach compassion. They all teach trying to reach that heart level. And so many people, their soul is below their heart. They haven't even brought their soul up to their heart, let alone above the heart. So go in and meditate. Where is your soul? What level are you at? And what do you need to work on? Maybe you have this beautiful heart and you're a heart-centered person, but you still have no discernment or you're still making the same crazy mistakes uh, over and over. Or you haven't let go of somebody that hurt you and you're angry at them and you haven't forgiven them. So you haven't learned unconditional love yet. Um, and maybe you're working on the death of the ego still. So where are you in this process to develop yourself? Because now with what's the energy shifts that we have been through in the last few years, we are now able to easily connect directly to source or whatever you want to call source, divine, God, whatever. That connection is now there and available for you. So that's my message for today. And I will let those of you who are my students know that I just shared all seven initiations with you so that you have them. And I thank you for joining me. And I hope you enjoyed the talk today. So um, with that, I will just say, remember to be the light you want to see. In the